Marcus Sahaba Online Radio. Empowering the Ummah. محبت کا زینہ یہ شادی ہے بے شک محبت کا زینہ باہروں کی آمد صبا کا ترنم باہروں کی آمد صبا کا ترنم Nine minutes after 11. South African time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ahalan wa sahalan wa marhaban bikum. It's a beautiful Tuesday morning here in Lanasia. Arafat bin Ibrahim Hatia is the name. My beloved engineer, of course, Haji Suleiman Esop. He's looking as if he's not in a good mood today. <laughs> I want to welcome the listeners of uh, Sirius FM, Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz Ismail, Yusuf Asmal and Company. I want to welcome the listeners of Marqa Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Today is the 15th of Dhul Hijjah 1444, which is also the 4th of July 2023. Remember, our WhatsApp number is 084 uh, 0847863132 international overseas listeners plus 2784 uh, let's welcome our beloved honorable respected fadilatul ustad hazrat mulana mufti abdul qadir hussein hafizahullah who said welcome to the bliss of marriage assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh ustad wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh barakallahu feekum wa arfaat jazakallahu khairan somebody is asking ustad that if my husband gave me a kruger coin for meher and i sold it to pay for his bills now 10 years later i am asking for fasakh how do I pay back the coin, Ustad? So, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihi al-kareem. Amma ba'd. All praise due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillah, today is the 15th of Zulhijjah, 1444. We are halfway already through this month now. So let me clarify this question, then we can answer it properly. Number one is your husband, when you got married, the nikah was performed, gave you a Kruger coin. So that's one issue finished. Then your husband went into problems and so forth and so on. He could not pay his bills. So you and him must have discussed the issue. And then he suggested, why not you, the wife, you sell your Kruger coin and pay his bills, the husband's bills. Now, after five, ten years, whatever the case is, now there's a fasakh taking place, the marriage being annulled and so forth. So he must pay you what he owes you. That what is the value of a Kruger coin or whatever it is because you did him a favor and so forth. So it does not mean that he must not pay you. He must pay you that so that Kruger coin, he must give you a new one to the value he gave you the first time or he must give you the money equivalent to that amount there. So that will be the fatwa and the verdict in that case. Somebody wants to know, Ustad, that uh, how do we individually and collectively handle stress 
I cannot handle it anymore. Ustad, anonymous sister. Remember, the older you get, what will happen? You will get wiser also. When we are young, then small, small things also sometimes irritate us and we make it a very, very big thing and so forth and so on. But when you get older, then you will realize that that were such petty things. How could you get so upset about it and so forth and so on? So what you must do is just make a list, write it down that this is upsetting me, this is upsetting me, this is upsetting me. So now tick away. This one must not upset me. This must not upset me. The problem today is the worldly things are upsetting us. But if we miss one salat, today if you ask the Muslim, how many of the men read Fajr Salat with Jama'ah today? 80%, 70% didn't. And then you ask, how many of the women didn't read Salat on time in their homes? 50 70% did not read. So those are the things that must really upset us. That when a person misses Fajr Salat, the Hadith in Bukhari Sharif, Bala shaytanu fi then the shaitan, Satan, Lucifer, has urinated in the ears of the person there and so forth so that is how when it comes to our dini matters and we ourselves are neglectful then we should get upset but what happens to us today because the love of this world has saturated our hearts and so forth so for example if we don't wear the best clothes or the best shoes or we not the center of attraction in a wedding walima nikah whatever so we see that now we get upset or somebody tells us something which is the truth then we get upset and so forth and so on so what you must do is turn the whole thing the other way around and then from Quranic perspective read Surah 21 and verse number 87 Surah 21 verse 87 in the 17th Supara remember La ilaha illa anta subhanak inni kuntu minadhalimeen truly there is none worthy of worship but you ya Allah subhanak everlasting glory is alone for you inni kuntu minadhalimeen for me and you the translation will be I am the wrongdoer I am the transgressor I am the sinner and so forth Almighty Allah gives us glad tidings for Nabi Yunus والسلام, you translate it a mistake and error in judgment not a sin you can't translate it as sin Ambiya are protected from by divine protection for vices and sin and then Allah gives us the Bushra the Bishra the great tidings so read it abundantly abundantly la ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu minadhalimeen and you will see you will feel better as well and give out charity daily even one rent two rent is fine somebody says that my spouse and I have no longer love Muftisab and respect for each other and I want to bring him to love me again and build that relationship Kindly advise you start. 
So obviously, both of you have to start reading more and more Salat. Your commitment to Almighty Allah has to increase. Why is Salat called Salat? As-Silatu, what a sword. As-Silatu bain al-Abdi wa Rabbi. The link, the connection of the slave with sustainer, with Almighty Allah, Jalla wala. That is Salat. And then when we do that, Allah's help will come. Wasta'inu bisabri wa Salat. So Allah's help will come. Also, Salat, you have to ensure 100% you are punctual, regular with it. Second one, the 999 beautiful, wonderful names of Almighty Allah. Walillahi al-asma'ul husna. Fad'uhu biha. That Almighty Allah has wonderful, beautiful names. Invoke Almighty Allah by His names. Chapter 7, verse 180. Hadith Bukhari Sharif. Man hafidaha dakhal al-jannah. You by heart it, memorize it, you go to paradise. Tirmidhi Sharif's hadith, you look inside and read it. Man ahswaha dakhal al-jannah, you go to paradise. So read, ya wadudu, ya wadudu, ya wadud. Ya Allah, you are the creator of love. Bring that sparkle and that spark back into our marriage, ya Allah. Read Surah 25, verse 74, in the 19 Jews, 19 Supara, where the first quarter ends, Rabbana hablana min azwajina. Oh, beloved Allah, grant us such spouses and such children that are the coolness of the eyes. And remember, start ta'aleem in your house. Daily start ta'aleem. Take the works of Hazrat Sheikh, Hazrat Muhammad Zakariya, Sheikh Uladis, You see, Fazaile Hajj now, Hajj finish. So take Fazaile Zikr, Fazaile Salat, Fazaile Sadaqat, all that. Read little bit every day and inshallah you will see so much nur, barakah, blessings will come. Take Riyadhu Salihin of Allama Nawawi Rahimahullah. He passed away at the age of 45. He never got married. He used to have one meal a day. His every minute moment was spent in the ta'at and obedience of Allah Ta'ala. So Allah Ta'ala accepted his work throughout the world you go to. So these are the things you must do and give out charity daily. Allah Jalla Wala. And you must seduce him. Maybe he's got a little bit old and cold and all that, tired and retired. So you must teach him a little bit. You understand that no, we can still bring some sparks in our life and so forth. Although you're married 10, 20, 30, 40 years, so inshallah you do all that. Somebody says, Ustad, that uh, how important is it uh, for age difference when looking for a spouse? Uh, previously divorced or widows, an option? Anonymous Ustad. Remember when you study Siratul Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's honorable life history. You will find he, Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, was 25 years old. And Sayyida Khadija radiallahu anha was 40 years old. So 15 year gap. The wife is 15 years senior than the master sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But she's no ordinary lady. None of the wives are ordinary people. Allah says so. Ya Nisa an Nabi. 
Lastunnaka ahadim minan nisa. You are not like the other women. You are ummahatul mu'minin. You are ummal mu'minin. Wa azwajuhu ummahatuhum. Surah 33 verse number 6. Almighty Allah has mentioned all this. And for Sayyidah Khadija radiallahu anha Bukhari Sharif's hadith. Innaha kanat wa kanat. She believed in me when people rejected me. She gave her money to me when nobody really wanted to spend on me. She's the mother of my six children, four daughters and two sons. Innaha kanat wa kanat. Hadith in Bukhari Sharif. So her rank, status, all that is so exalted and so forth. Then you see the other way. Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is in his early 50s and Sayyida Aisha radiallahu anha very, very young. So there the gap was even more. So yet Nabi alayhi salatu salam married her. So show us, you must remember, that all this is permissible and it is a matter of the lady must be happy, her father, her parents must be happy, they must give permission and so forth. So all that is mimbabil jawaz, to show all that is permissible and good, acceptable. However, when you study the Quran Sharif, then you find one word, Ataraban uruba. Atarab means you and your wife, your wife to be. You played in the sand at the same time. So I was playing in the sand in Heidelberg and she was playing in the sand in Durban. And in that way you get married like that. So that will be highly recommended, highly desirable. So your outlook of life will be very, very similar and so forth. And you won't become. Now you are 40 years old and you want to marry a 15 year old, 18 year old, 20 year old girl. So you double her age or 60 years old, triple her age and so forth. So then your outlook is different, her outlook different. She is nadan and very, very immature mentally. You just shout her, she will start crying and so forth. So therefore, we will advise you. Whether you get married to a divorcee, whether you get married to a widow, all that is your prerogative. Make istikhara, make mashura. The main thing is get married to a lady who belongs to the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, not Shia and Qadiani and Agakhani. These are non-Muslims. And get married to a lady who is taqiyatan saliha. She is pious and remember she loves the deen of Islam. That must be the main criteria. Hmm. Somebody says here, Ustad, that uh, Mufti Sab has said that if anyone wants to get married, they should recite Surah 25, verse 74, and their parents should recite Surah 25, verse 54. The question is, is there anything that the siblings of that person can recite for him or her? Ustad? Yes, you must remember, recite two rakat salatul hajjat and say, Ya Allah, get my brother married, let my sister get married, and so forth. So you must learn to speak to Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, and remember, you also can read Surah 25, verse 74, and so forth. So all that is part of the family. So family don't only mean that your sons and your daughters and so forth. So it can mean your brothers, your sisters, everybody will come in there as well. So, and you make that intention and Allah Ta'ala knows what is the inner recess of our heart. Wallahu alimum bizati sudur. He knows exactly what is in the intention and the inner recesses of our heart. So read that inshallah, no problem. Ustad, for ladies, what is reading Salah on time? As I tend to complete my work and then read Salah, 
ظهر without interruption and continue uh, with my tilawat and dhikr etc. ظهر I read at 2 or 2.30 approximately start. Remember in summertime that is fine but now in winter time we wouldn't encourage that. <clears throat> we will tell you that you should read it 1 o'clock, 1.30 or so forth and so on. Remember for you ladies throughout the year summer, winter, all seasons the best time for you to read Salat is the time it enters, oval walked, what we call. So that will be the best of the best. Not that two of us to your Salat is not valid, is valid. But if you're asking what is the best time, the best time is the earliest time. The big problem when the ladies come, you must remember Asr time. Think nowadays, 5.30 is Maghrib, right? So most of the ladies, you will find there to follow the Hanafi school and that. Then they're reading Asal Salat, quarter to five, five o'clock, quarter past five. So then you start reading after five o'clock now, and sunset is now, Maghrib is 5.30. So that is what Nabi alayhi salatu salam said, tilka salatul munafik, that the hypocrites, they read Salat at that time. There's 10, 15 minutes left, 20 minutes left for sunset. The sun is about to set. Now quickly, you go and start reading Salat for Naqara Arba'a. Then you peck the earth like the chicken and so forth. So quick, quick you read. So remember that is reprehensible and unacceptable. So you must read one hour, one and quarter hour, one and a half hour before sunset. You must read your Asr and so forth. Now take the same words you are saying. You finish all your work and all, then you read your Salat. So why not read your Salat first and then start doing all your work and all that. Ramadan time, you see, our women, majority of them, they so busy preparing the iftar for their son, for their husband, father, this one, that one, neighbor, busy with the pakoris, you know pakore, bajia, and mm. busy with the samosas, and busy with the spring roll, and other kind, square roll, and Allah alone knows triangle roll, and whatever you, you women know better than me. So all these things you'll do. Then when you read Salat, now it's 10, 15, 20 minutes. And that is Ramadan on top of it. So remember that is unacceptable. That. So always they keep one, ma- one hour before sunset, I must be finished with my Asr Salat. So that is a good way of working. Not you finish your work and then you come to Salat. Salat must be first and then you do your work. So that is what Islam teaches us. See the Hadith in Tirmidhi. The first thing Allah will question us on day of justice, the day of reckoning, is our salat, to highlight the importance of it. See, everything became compulsory on the land, on the sand. But for salat, Allah Jalla Wala invited Mustafa, Habibuna, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi read chapter 17, Surah 17, verse 1. Subhanalladhi asrabi abdihi laylam min al-majid al-maharami ila al-majid al-aqsa alladhi barakna hawlahu. Linuriyahu min ayatina, the beginning of the 15 Jews, 15 Supara, that is Isra, that is the night journey, miraculous nocturnal journey. From there, after leading the Ambiya in the Salat to Rakats, then the Mi'raj to heavens. So it shows that how important Haram Sharif Makkah is, Majlul Aqsa is, then Salat is, the gift of Salat was given then, as mentioned in Sahih Muslim. So make special dua for Aqsa al Mubarak, make special dua for Jannah.
Janin, make special, special dua, Allah Allah destroy and decimate the apartheid terrorist Nazi regime of Israel who are murdering our people and our children and so forth. They are the biggest terrorists on earth. They stole the whole country and then they want to speak about terrorism. So that is why we must be clear on this issue. The only way you settle the Israeli Muslim issue is one settler, one bullet will settle the issue, inshallah. I've got a, a, a listener from Maritzburg. I think uh, it's a non-Muslim. Uh, she says, my name is Abby, uh, AK. Uh, your spouse suddenly begins to care more about their looks. Uh, what do you do in this situation? From Maritzburg, my name is Abby. Who's that? My sister, Abby, you are married now 10, 15, 20 years, and your husband now, either he's working somewhere, and then a new lady came there, a secretary, or maybe somebody, his boss, or maybe somebody who's very, very, you know, he has to interact with her, or maybe he's got his own business, he's self-employed and whatever you, so he employed somebody, so therefore now he's becoming more conscious of his looks and so forth and so on. So what you should do is this, that you must now, you know where he works, you know what who he mingles and so forth, and there you might be having somebody who's quite close to you as well. So now and then just tap on them and ask them how things there, what hubby is doing behind your back what is he doing which kind golf is he playing and so forth and so on then you will get the story from the horse's mouth number two is this how is your marriage with your husband you must remember that is it stable is it deteriorating is a commitment and improving and so forth so you will be the judge of that and third one if we are Muslims then we will always tell people that they must pray to Almighty Allah Almighty Allah is the controller of the entire universe and our hearts as well therefore we say and even as a non-Muslim if you're not Muslim my sister you can read read Ya Wadud Ya Wadud Ya Y-A one word Wadud W-A-D-U-D Ya Wadud Ya Wadud you read that and yeah it means oh Allah you are the creator of love and in that way I always say my sister you see we just celebrated Eid our celebration now Thursday that passed few days ago in my Eid lecture I said see when you're going to meet your brother after one month six months three months whatever you're meeting him sister you're going to meet your sister after several months so don't just say taqabbal allahu minna wa minkum ya allah except from us and except from you the bodies only must not meet the hearts have to meet so that is what you have to ask yourself you and your husband your bodies are meeting you are sleeping all that together eating whatever but other hearts meeting that is the big one. when your hearts meet then you are on the same page and remember you have the similar outlook and then you will be not on different pages and so forth so that there will be unity of thought once there's unity of thought mm. then you will go through all the turbulence in the plane you will go through all the waves in the ship and you will go through all the potholes in South Africa so that is the long and short of it my sister Abby. Uh, Abby was telling she Abby. says uh, you are quite right 
she's a 21 years married. She's white to start. And her husband is interested in the secretary. But she says she went ballistic. Abby, Ustad. So tell him, that's why they call her secretary. Because now she came there, young tat and so forth. And she dressing with all revealing clothes and all these type of things. So now he wants to impress her. He's old, but he's not cold. He's tired, but not retired. So you must tell him that if you want to do this, then you better make up your mind that you're going to lose your wife, you will lose your children, and you will lose the 21 years marriage and everything so you must put your foot down and make him realize he is going on the path of disaster see sister I teach you one verse of the noble Quran beautiful verse just go to Mr. Google Madam Google and write there Quran made easy Q-U-R-A-A-N and then A-A-N one word made easy Quran made easy with a double A and then Mufti Afzal who said that, okay. And thereafter, go to chapter 5 and verse 100. Go to chapter 5, verse 100. What the beautiful. And for situations like this, this is the lesson, whether the people are Muslim or non-Muslim. Kul, you, Ya Rasulullah, Mustafa, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you, O Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon you, address the nations and the people and the international community and tell them, La yastawil khabithu wa tayyibu, the impure and the immoral and the pure can never be equal. For him to have relationship with you as his wife is pure. To have relationship with the secretary or whoever is impure, immoral. Although the abundance of immorality and you know illegal, illicit relationship, it might attract you, it might impress you, all that still it remains impure. Because you know what happens, Sister Abby? That is that people Kullu Jadidin Laziz. Everything that's new is very tasty, like you see. So now husband, wife, you married twenty years. 21 years, 25 years, so now things get but sour, like you see. But new one is very sweet, and so. But Quran taught us that the pure and the impure can never be the same, although the impure one, the abundance of it, it impresses you so much. Fattakullah, fear Almighty Allah, Ya Ulil Albab, O people of intelligence, La Allakum Tuflihun, then only will you be successful. Chapter 5 verse 100 so start reading all that and then inshallah god willing you will come nearer to the truth and nearer to islam also somebody says i suffer from migraines dear mufti sab uh, my doctor says it's the stress my husband gives me and could be dangerous to my health is this a valid reason for divorce to start no no not valid our function is to make the home not to break the home now let's look at that doctor of yours. I don't know if he's a doctor or is a quack or what or what. You got a lot of quacks today, you know. <laughs> so you must remember this time. Now you went as a patient, right? So now you say you got a lot of migraine and that. Now he pinned it down on your husband. 
How he knows he's your husband? Maybe it's your maid. Maybe it's your neighbor. Maybe it's your children. I mean, there are so many possibilities. Now just to pin it down on your husband and so forth. That to me is very unfair. You must remember that. I don't know you. I don't know your husband. But to pin it down solely, only on your husband, to me, that is not an unfair assessment and so forth. That is now thinking out of, you understand, that, you know, maybe he wants you must come more by him. You know, people have hidden agendas. We don't know. So these type of things here. So therefore, leave all that. And now you want cure. So read Surah Fatiha. Read the Dua of Nabi Ayyub alayhi salatu salam. Chapter 21, verse 83. All of you who are suffering from terrible diseases, sicknesses, illness, always learn this Dua. One of the most powerful Dua for people who are ill and sick. Chapter 21, verse 83, in the 17th Supara, Surah Anbiya, the messengers, 17 years he was ill, the ulama have written, Nabi Ayyub alayhi salam, what did he read? Andi masaniyad durru, ya Allah, this calamity, this distress, this catastrophe has afflicted me, ya Allah, wa anta arhamur rahimin. Whilst you, ya Allah, you are the most merciful one to show mercy. So that is the dua you must read. Then leave all the doctors and all. Then you put other, like the Tawis guys, you know, these mm. people who give Tawis. That you go and ask them, he will tell the daughter-in-law, that your mother-in-law did all these things here. Then the mother-in-law goes. Then he will tell her, your your daughter-in-law, she did all these things here. They collect money from both sides, you see. (laughs) We'll make this one operate against that one and make that one poison against the other one and so forth. Just leave all these people and read more Quran and more du'as and so forth. Surah 21, verse 83. Hmm. Uh, before we go for an interval, there's a sister who wants to know urgently, Ustad, that uh, she is not well, but the husband took her to do rukia, and the rukia told her to remove her niqab, her parda, because she is affected. But what does she do in this situation, Ustad? So remember, that's exactly the point I just made. I am hmm. asking you, you go to Madam Rukia or you go to Master Rukia, Rukia means to blow. Waqila man raq. You see, Quran uses it. Who is going to blow now when the person is so ill in Sakarat is going to leave this world now? So I'm asking you as a Muslim, what is going to read? That person will read Surah Fatiha. He will read Aital Kursi. He will read the four kuls. You, the husband, you as a sister, don't you know all these surahs? Obviously, you know it. You're supposed to know it. So leave all of them. That's another money-making gimmick, if you ask me. Go to this Rukya. And I told you all my story a hundred times. You understood? <laughs> so you must remember this, that they play on your emotions and so forth <laughs> and so on. So what happened is this, that you read yourself and blow. Tell your husband to read and blow. And then you carry on, you must remember. So they told me, no, you must come to these guys. They are special. They from the Arab countries. I said fine. So in front of them, I went. I told that Arab guy, I'm coming now. I want to make wudu, and I sat down. I say, start all your tricks. He made guru, guru, all funny. He tell me how I, 
How am I feeling? I say I'm feeling 100%. You understand? <laughs> I say you, you're a shaitan. You put all these funny, funny thoughts in the people's minds and that. He got so upset. I said, see, you tried everything. Me, I'm feeling 100%. Nothing happened to me. So, because you are the ones, you was with Sufi Sudur in Nas. You put all these waswasa and these doubts in the people's hearts and minds and so forth. So that is what happens most of the time today. Therefore, in Urdu and that, we have a wonderful saying, waham kakoi ilaj nahi. For the doubt and suspicion and that there is no cure. They play mind games with you. Remember that. So always read and if you got time, read Surah Baqarah all that abundantly. Inshallah, Allah will protect you. Authentic Hadith mentioned in Muslim Sharif. The evil forces cannot overpower you, overcome you. She says, Jazakumullah khairan ustad. 20 minutes to 12, we go for the interval. When we come back, we will continue, inshallah, with the bliss of marriage. Stay tuned. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Well, it's uh, 18 minutes uh, to 12. Uh, you are tuning and listening to The Bliss of Marriage. Remember, every Friday is between 10 to half past 10 is our nikah uh, program, our nikah announcement. Uh, <clears throat> and yes, sir, uh, um, 084 I see my beloved Haji Suleiman, so he's also still looking to get married. I see this the question came in. Uh, and uh, let's ask Ustad, Ustad, when is the best day and best place to perform a nikah? Ustad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Everything about Islam, you will find guidance, mashallah. Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. His hadith is mentioned here in Tirmidhi Sharif. Number one, a'alinun nikah. Nikah must be announced, not some secret affair. You meet in the hotel, you meet in the car, you do this, you do that, you do. So all that is not Islamic. So a'alinun nikah. So you will announce the nikah. So now we're announcing here, Mona Arafat got the program 10 o'clock to 10.30 Friday morning on the masjid board and so forth. So there are different ways you can announce it today with social media. And waj'aluhu fil masajid and perform the nikah in the masjid, not in the hotel and civic center and here and there. So the nikah should be performed in the masjid. All this is mentioned in Tirmidhi Sharif. Which is the best day? Remember, the best day is Jumu'ah, Friday, Sayyidul Ayyam. So you can have it on Thursday night. You can have it Friday, Jumu'ah, after the Friday prayer. You can have it Asr time, because the time is Sa'i Mustajaba. So all that are flexible. In our family now, this week, here, MashaAllah, that our Buti Ghani, MashaAllah, his son, and that is Nabil, is getting married to Suhaima Osman from Pretoria, MashaAllah, and the Nikah will take place Thursday night after Maghrib so that is Laylatul Jumu'ah Friday and it is in Masjid Nur day in CIS you know that is the school day and what have you so beautiful nice Masjid also so very good that is 
Allah Ta'ala keep their marriage solid and bless them with pious children and good jakurata ayun coolness of the eyes. So we must encourage that. I see Mahana Arafat spoke of Brother Suleiman. If anybody wants, then you can get married to Suleiman. We're still in 1444. So he wants to get married immediately. So mashallah, he's 36 years old and he got two sons from the previous marriage and they only come here holiday time like now they come July and they come this December the rest of the time they're there with the mother they're the biological mother they're 10, 11 years old and he lives with his mother so he must take care of his mother it's compulsory upon him so any one of you interested you contact us so inshallah we can perform Suleiman Esop's Nikah in 1444 we don't want to wait till 1445 they're so long now he wants to get married immediately inshallah Amin, 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 Tumma, Amin <coughs> he's having a good laugh with God hope all is well please Please ask Mufti Saab if my husband goes for khatams and she's not happy with it. What must she do? He don't want to stop it. I don't want my kids to learn all that stuff and go to places like that to start. So you must remember to read the Quran Sharif. It's very, very good. Remember, it's one of the best ibadats. Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Khairukum man ta'allam al-Quran The best of you are those who learn the Quran Sharif and you teach it to others. Hadith in Bukhari Sharif. Hadith in Muslim Sharif, Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said about the people who was ranked and status will be elevated and those who will be relegated. So when you attach yourself to the Quran Sharif, Allah will elevate you. And then when you detach yourself from the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala will debase you and so forth. So all this, yeah, authentic ahadith, we must remember these type of things here. Yeah. And then when you speak of Quran, we must try every week, every month, try and complete. Have a set, you know. You know Hafiz Yusuf Nur by Karisab, I used to call him, one of the best readers in South Africa. So, mashallah, he was an ashik and lover of the Quran. Every Friday he used to complete the Quran Sharif, you know. So, you must remember this is that. Like that, he used to contact me sometime, tell me this week I'm very sick and I couldn't complete the Quran Sharif and I was, I was crying. So, I told him, read three times, Kul Wallah Wahad. Allah will give you the full reward so we also must do that the problem comes about now when people bring their own things you must remember that so what is the own things they bring so like this I give you example now somebody's father mother passed away when today is Tuesday Mm. so now they passed away Saturday Sunday he said no now we must have three day khatam then 40 day khatam then you must have Thursday khatam then all so all these kind of things something which Islam kept totally flexible but some of our people they insist no this is now like compulsory or is sunnah and so forth or that is wrong you must remember that something which Islam allowed who gave you the right that you must go and impose upon people and say you must come here after 3 days or after 40 days or 100 days and so forth and so on so on that you are 100% right if the wife is doing it the husband must stop her if the husband is doing it then the wife must stop him and tell him that your intention might be good we're not debating that but what you are doing is not right you must remember that when you bring new new things in the sharia so that is red is mardud is rejected and 
and so forth. Therefore, Sahaba, the beloved students, companions of the Master, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, they should say, our function is ittabi'u. Ittabi'u. Follow the Master, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Follow the Sahaba, radiallahu anhum. Wala tabatadi'u. And don't bring all new, new things from your side. Mm. Say, no, I'll do this, I'll do this, no. So that is go, who? Sa'ad ibn Waqas and them, they used to say all these kind of things. Ittabi'u. Wala tabatadi'u. So that is why what you are saying is 100% correct. Alistair says that my husband and my heart, Ustad, are not meeting. My husband says I came from a very wealthy family and he shouldn't work. And he's constantly envious of me, Ustad. So remember that you must teach him the basics of Islam. So if he doesn't work, you must remember. So what he's going to do? Sit on his laurels and think of Hadi and sit by the TV the whole day, watch you understand movies, Hollywood, Bollywood, Robin Hood, TikTok, TikTok, and all that nonsense and haram things and all that. In Islam, the onus is on the husband. He must pay everything for the wife from the time of nikah till death. He must pay for all the expenses of the children. He must pay for the water lights. He must pay for the food. He must pay for the clothing. All that is compulsory upon him, whether he marries a pauper who's selling paupers or whether he gets married to a millionaire and so forth. So we must be very clear on this issue here. Sometimes you see this husband here, he's in the say in Urdu there's a saying Dal me kuch kala hai. Mm. What mean Dal me kuch kala hai? That his motive and his intention is tainted, polluted. So when he married you, his intention was, oh, she's a multimillionaire, she is so and so's daughter, so very good for me, I don't have to work. So his intention was like that already. And the hadith in Muslim Ahmad teaches us, when you get married to the lady with this intention, because she's rich, she has mal and whatever, so then, فَإِنَّمَا أَذَلَّهُ Allah Jalla Wala will disgrace him. So tell him you're not going to give him a cent. You're not going to give your children a cent. So you don't give them in front of him and so forth and so on. And tell him he must get off the laurels of his and start working. He mustn't be a baila. You know the baila. Mm. So baila <clears throat> is those people, the men who behave like women. You see, sit at home and so forth and so and want to imitate women either in their speech, either in their clothing, other in their walking, talking, like this LGBT boy. See what they say now. They got a new slogan. We are here, we are here, we are queer, we are queer, we are coming for your children. So you must wake up and tell them, come for my children, then I put a bullet through you. So you must tell them, that is what you must deal with them. So you must tell them, no one touches our children, we are Muslim. That is what Islam, we must protect ourselves and our children. Quran commands us, Surah 66, verse 6, Ya yuhalladheena amanuku anfusakum wa ahalikum nara. Ya Allah, save yourself and save your children from the fire. Don't let people come and mess around with your children. Hmm. Subhanallah, Allahu Akbar. Uh, Ustad, uh, uh, the sister says, my haith went over 10 days, which is my habit. I made ghusl and I'm making fresh wudu for each salah. 
because I still have some discharge. Do I have to make ghusl again once the discharge stops completely? Sister, you're confusing certain issues there. If you are following the Hanafi school, then remember minimum is three days of menses. And ten days finish, your haze is finished. You can't say your adat, your habit is menses is more than ten days. That's wrong. So you must remember, you must say your menses is 10 days. You can't say your menses is more than 10 days. So you must say that your menses is 10 days. So that is understood then. Then after 10 days, whatever you got discharged and so forth and so forth, all that will fall in the category of istihada. So let's take a practical example. You, sister, Aisha, Jamila, whatever, Zainab, whatever. Now your menses started. Then it carried on for 10 days. So after the 10 days, you must take a gusal. That's compulsory upon you. Thereafter, whatever discharge and all that, so that is istihada. In time of Mustafa, Habibuna, Rasulullah, there were 13 ladies and all their names are mentioned. You will open some are mentioned in Bukhari Sharif and that and go to Fathul Bari of Ibn Hajar Asqalani, Rahimahullah, the genius he was so he mentioned the 13 ladies names who were suffering they were mustahada so they were having this what you are experiencing there so for every first salat you must make a fresh wudu and then when that stops after two days five days six days then there's no gusal after that Gusal will be after haze and menses, not after your istihada. So if you want to take one because your personal feeling and that's different, but it's not something compulsory upon you. But you must remember whilst it's istihada, then for every first salat, make a fresh wudu. Especially in Maghrib time, be careful. You must make wudu after sunset. When the adhan starts, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, then go make wudu because you must wait for the time to enter and then you read the salat. Hmm. Somebody says, can we talk about our relationship with others as husband and wife? Because my husband at the moment he is uh, going for advice by his sheikh and they are very, very open to start. So it's haram that Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that inna sharran nasi indallahi manzila the worst, worst people in rank and status by Almighty Allah are those husbands or those wives. They take their bedroom secrets and they go and share it with others. Thumma yanshuruha and so forth and so on. So remember today, Sheikh, I don't say all, but I'll say many of them, they will say, tell me more. They want to know all about the juicy Lucy. <laughs> What you call it? All the juicy, loosey details they want to know. What you do, what you do, how she says, how she says, does, does. So, so when you have to go and tell her, him everything, it's haram all these things, yeah? So you must, afterwards he might tell you, you must divorce her. And then he, after they eat that, who got married to her? The Sheikh Sab married her. The Peer Sab. It happened in South Africa already also. Other places, India, Pakistan, too many incidents. So you must remember that this kind of thing that shaitan yet you don't discuss all that with them hmm. 0847863132 uh, international overseas listeners plus 2784786332 uh, uh, Ustad I do have a very very bad flu the only doctor in my area is a male doctor can I go can I go to him for a checkup Ustad so you must remember that again <clears throat> it's mind over matter if I ask you one question right 
Tomorrow that doctor dies, he passes away. Allah give him long life, but if he passes away, then what you will do? Second one is this, for you, that flu and all that. Is it a matter of life and death? I'm asking you. Obviously, it's not a matter of life and death. Third one, that for you to go to a total stranger, when in your area there are female doctors, whether it be a Muslim doctor or non-Muslim doctor, so Islam will say in a case like that, where it is not life and death situation, and it is a normal flu and all that, you human, you love to exaggerate and so forth. So now people, every second, third person gets some flu. So you go to your female doctor and so forth. This is only in your mind, you know, human mind. See, I was in Newcastle 20 years. I give you my own example, Mm -hmm. right? So I was there 20 years, January 81 to 2001. How many doctors there are there? 50, 100, Muslim, non-Muslim, whatever. But I personally, normally, I used to go to one doctor. Dr. Zakaria Ashraf, he passed away. Allah Ta'ala grant him Jannatul Firdaus. He was a doctor and he was to do all this, you know, where you put the pins and all that in the back and what you call it again? Acupuncture. Mm. So they're all, he studied all these things here and he studied in Pakistan. So he knew Urdu, everything excellent, you must remember. So that is why you build up some confidence in that person. But now he's no more. And if I'm there, I have to go to another doctor and so forth and so on. So therefore, sister, that argument does not hold any weight Islamically. And you must learn now to go to your female doctors. Barakallahu feek. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio. Empowering the Ummah.